Today, we are going to take a look at Tesla and their earnings. This episode is going to be broken down into two segments. The first segment, we're just going to do a quick overview of some of the highlighted points that happened during this earnings. We're also going to take a look at the price performance. And the second segment is going to be more fundamental analysis performance. I'm going to take a look at their at their financial documents from their income statement, their balance sheet, their cash flow, and try to see if there's anything anything good anything bad happening in there um so if you guys want to learn more about fundamental analysis make sure to check out that part as well and while looking at their earnings presentation i even found a new stock idea that i would like to pursue a little more so make sure to check that part out as well so let's get started And before we go any further, if you are new to my channel, if you are a long-term investor, and if you like to learn about growth stocks, make sure to hit that subscribe button. To all my returning viewers, thank you again for all the support. I truly, truly appreciate it. You guys know if you guys ever want to get in contact with me, YouTube comments is probably the best place. I'm also very active on Twitter. I do have a Discord channel, which is free to anybody that wants to join. But remember, all of this is just my opinion. I am by no means a a professional, so none of this should be taken as advice. Finally, if you guys want to get more content from me, either in written or weekly newsletter, make sure to check out JoseNaharo.com and subscribe to my newsletter there. All right, so the first thing we're going to take a look at is price performance for Tesla. So Tesla after earnings is up 4.5% and is sitting at about $1,665. And let's just take a look at how Tesla has done in the past in the past year. So year to date, Tesla is up 270%. In the past month, Tesla alone is up almost 59%. And in the past five days, Tesla is up 7.7 percent not counting the four the the close to five percent that it's up right now so tesla has been a monster so congratulations to all the investors that are holding tesla all right so now let's just take a look at some of the headlines uh, of their earnings first they did have positive gap earnings per share of 50 cents and this is their fourth quarter of being profitable this would give them a real way to finally enter the s p 500 now that they have a full year of positive earnings per share all right so next we're going to talk about revenue revenue for this quarter was 6.04 billion dollars this did beat expectations by 640 million but it is down about five percent compared to a year ago down five percent i i personally thought it was going to be down a lot more especially with this whole pandemic happening right we have we have um, we have places closed down tesla shops were were down their factories were down but so to be down five percent during all this stuff i i believe that's that's actually a that's pretty good that's pretty impressive in my opinion right people right now are are not really focused on on buying vehicles just because right they have more important things to to do i do believe buying a new car is probably in the last mind uh, in the last thing the last thing on people's mind um so to see only a five percent decrease in year-to-year revenue that to me was pretty impressive they also increased their automotive gross margins last same time last year was 18.9 percent this year um this quarter was 25.4 percent and last quarter was 24.1 percent so it is better than same time last year and it is better than last quarter one thing i do want to mention though are these gross margins it do include some form of credits that that tesla gets from the countries from the states or, or wherever they're working just because of the vehicle that the type of vehicle that they're selling and later on through this episode when i do more of a fundamental analysis i do take 
I do take away those credits just to see how Tesla would be doing without those credits. Again, Tesla is, even though I am taking it out at the same time, Tesla, this is the business they're in. And right now, as this, uh, this electronic vehicle is emerging, they, I do believe credits will continue for some time. So, so even though it is, an, an, I, would, I wouldn't say an unfair advantage compared to other vehicles, it comes with the technology growth. And uh, I, I know a lot of people complain about it. I, I do see it both ways of why people think using this credit and helping it improve its earnings per share and its revenue and its net income is a bad thing. But at the same time, it is due to their technology growth and, and the improvement. So I do see both sides of why it's good and why it's bad. And to be honest, I, I this is a Tesla. I'm I do not have a position in Tesla. I am neither a bear nor a bull. I'm just going to be looking at the points I'm seeing and, and just talk about my opinion on what I see. N the next highlight points that I want to talk about is Tesla says is still targeting delivery of 500,000 vehicles in 2020 and it anticipates the Tesla Semi will start delivering in 2021. They also mentioned that production output of their existing facilities continue to improve to meet demand and they are adding more capacity. Later this year, they will be building three factories on three continents simultaneously. And I think that is pretty impressive. They did mention one of the new, we're going to take a look real quick, that they did announce a new Gigafactory in the United States. So Tesla did announce that they are going to build the new Gigafactory in near Austin, Texas. They mentioned it's about 15 minutes from downtown Texas. And they make this factory sound like the most amazing place you want to work in they're saying that this factory is going to be stunning it's right on the colorado river so we're actually going to have a boardwalk over you uh, over you hiking biking trails and it's going to be basically an ecological paradise uh, again i am an engineer so musk if you are watching this make sure to send me a job application obviously if you are my current employer i'm joking that i'm not trying to find a new job and the site will be used primarily to build the cybertruck semis the model 3 and model y for the s it's for the eastern half of north america musk also mentioned that it will they will continue to grow their california plant where it will build the tesla model s the model x for global deliveries and the tesla model 3 and model y for north america all right so that was pretty much a quick overview of what happened during their earnings now what i want to do is take a full in-depth analysis of their of their earnings presentations so if you guys are uh sometimes i do get a lot of new investors if you guys ever want to find out anything about a company the best place to go is the company's investors website so for example for tesla you can go to google and put tesla's investors relations or investors website and it will give you their their investors overview and here you can find things like events presentations their financials accountings all their filings from 10q reports 10k reports and again, it is a great place if you are new to learn. So here I did take the liberty of, of already going through it. And I did highlight all the important information that I found. So let's just start off from the beginning. Most of the points I am going to skip because they were some of the financial highlights. So first, let's take a look at their financial summary. 
In their financial summary, they pretty much just talk about their automotive revenue. We're going to take a look later on through this episode that Tesla has multiple forms of revenue collection, but their biggest, I want to say easily over 75, maybe even over 80% of their total revenue comes from automotives. So here we can see automotive revenue is this their top line automotive revenue for this quarter was 5.1%. 5.18 billion dollars remember they had a 6.04 billion dollars of total revenue so out of that six billion dollars over close to 5.2 comes from automotive one thing i do want to mention is like this is down four percent compared to the same time last year and again we kind of mentioned earlier in this episode why that would take an effect right especially with this whole COVID 19 I was impressed that it was only down 4%. Next, I want to take a look at their regulatory credits. And right, Tesla is in a very special type of market with the electric vehicle, with clean energy and everything like this. And for being in that type of market, they're the kind of either the government, the states, different countries kind of reward them for that because they want to move forward to, to a cleaner type energy. So they do receive some form of credits for this. So this in credit has increased dramatically compared to the same time last year. And this is one thing a lot of bearish investors or bearish people of Tesla are complaining about. Again, I can see both ways for of why it is a bad thing and why it is a good thing. This has increased about 286%. So same time last year, they received about $100 million in credits. This year, they received close to $428 million in, in credits. So a huge bump there, um, over four times, close to four times as much. And the reason this this really affects the really affects um, this bearish uh, this bearish sentiment is this credit is added to the gross profit. So, for example, this this quarter, Tesla had a gross profit of about one point three billion dollars for their automotive section. So remember, they sold about five close to five point two billion dollars of vehicles revenue, and out of that five point two billion dollars of sales. It was about 1.3 billion dollars of gross profit but out of that 1.3 billion of gross profit 400 million were pretty much coming from regulatory credits so one thing i wanted to see is i wanted to see the actual gross margins of tesla if i did not include those regulatory credits to see if there is some improvements so first, um, let's take a look at first. Bef- um, before we do that, I just want to take a look at their gross margins with the credits. So their gross margins, including the credits for quarter two of this qu- for this quarter, were twenty five point four percent. Same time last year was eighteen point nine percent. So this these this is a huge gain. It was an increase of about six hundred and fifty three basis points. And again. One of the major reasons for that was because of that huge increase in credit. And let's just take a quick look at at the past quarters. So a year ago, quarter two of 2019 was 18.9%. Quarter three of 2019 was 22.8%. Quarter four of 2019 was 22.5%. Quarter one of 2020. And this is quarter one of 2020 was the first quarter when they started seeing a huge bump up of, of this credit. And that's when they saw a huge bump up in gross margins as well, 25.5%. And this quarter, they saw another bump up of credit and they saw a a decent increase in gross margins. 
So now let's take off that, those regulatory credits and see what their actual gross margins would be without those. So without those in tw in same time last year, the gross margins would have been 16.8% opposed to the 18.9%. For this quarter, uh, it would be 17.1% opposed to that 25.4% including it. Even though it is a huge decrease down, it is still better than same time last year. But if we compare it to last quarter, last quarter it was 18.6% if we don't count those credits, and this quarter were 17.1%. So there was a decrease over the quarter, but again, remember, we are having, there is some crazy time, so maybe as time progresses, this is a method we can look at in the future. And the main reason, uh, next I wanted to take a look at their net income. So net income for this quarter was $104 million. This was a way better than same time last year. Last year was actually a loss of $408 million. And again, this is where that bearish thesis of, of people complaining about Tesla and the credit is if we don't include this credit that Tesla received this quarter, the net income this quarter would have been negative as well. And actually every quarter minus, actually it would have, quarter three of 2019 would have been positive. Quarter four of 2019 would have been negative. So in the past five quarters, if we do not include the credits, only one of those quarters would have been positive. And this is just, uh, again, to me, I understand why the credit is happening. I just wanted to bring it out out there for just so people can understand more about it. All right, so next let's take a look at their production. So total production for this quarter was about 82,000 vehicles. This is down 5% compared to same time last year, and it's down 20% to a quarter ago. So remember, most of this is down due to COVID-19. Uh, again, many people are not buying vehicles, and we're gonna see later on that companies are actually down a lot more compared to tesla so this is a, a, a bullish sentiment to tesla to see that they're not as down uh, they're not as down or they're not as bad compared to the other automotive vehicles next total deliveries total deliveries this quarter were about close to ninety-one thousand vehicles this is up three percent compared to same time um, compared to last quarter and it's only down five percent compared to a year ago so uh, to me that's actually pretty impressive to see the uh, uh, to see it up three percent compared to same time last quarter um, but last quarter was also affected due to COVID-19 and I, I might have to say it was probably affected even more um, last quarter because last quarter was was when everything really when all the unknowns were happening and everything was shutting down. Next, I want to see their supercharger stations. Their stations have increased 28% compared to a year ago and 6% to compare to last quarter. And their supercharger connectors have increased 30% to a year ago and 6% to a quarter ago. And again, this tells you that, hey, more, more, more EV vehicles are out there in the road. So they have to increase the amount of stations out there. And here is this is what I was talking about their vehicle capacity. So Tesla, if we take a look at their vehicle deliveries in the first half of 2020, Tesla is actually up 20. It is up close to 12 percent compared to same time last year, where every other major vehicle is down. Uh, is down close to 20, 30, even 40 percent. But again, we have to remember that Tesla is in a whole different a different level compared to these other big guys. These other big guys ha have already made a market for themselves. Where Tesla, they just have a huge demand of people that wanna. They don't have the production capacity as these other as these other 
companies and their demand is a lot stronger so by having less capacity and stronger demand obviously you're going to see an improvement of deliveries where the other companies already have so a strong already have a strong market they already distributed it in all these markets so it is expected for this to see so again i do see both the bullish sentiment in there and the bearish sentiment as well all right so next i was scrolling to through their presentation and i always enjoyed looking at the pictures of the factories and how they improved them but one thing caught my eye and while scrolling through there i found this amazing picture and you might be like jose what is so amazing about these pictures it's just a bunch of robot arms so if you guys don't know these are automation arms and automation arms are pretty much an arm that you can program to do a certain task or multiple tasks depending on the code so they're being they're used to create vehicles they're also used to create a lot more uh, other other factories right it's not only for vehicles they have other types uh, of abilities as well it might be to lift things it might be to move things around between factories but i'm like hey look at all these purchases and i do believe automation robotics like this is is something that's going to continue to improve so I'm like, who creates all these products? So I, I try to find somewhere to have, to, if they had a name somewhere. And if you zoom in here to through their through their presentation, we can see that the the provider of these robotic arms are is a company called Kukas, K U K A. So I'm like, all right, let's try to see if they're a public traded company. So I end up googling um, Kuka. Uh, so let's just try Kuka robotics stocks uh robotics let's just try um coca robotics stocks and they come out so here they are a ticker and they are traded in the off-the-counter market but again this is not this doesn't mean i'm gonna go and buy this company but it tells me that hey the type of market is there so now that i know this automation company and it's a german manufacturer i can start they also give you other what other people search so fanic is another one that's another robotic um yaskawa motam robotics then we have abb so now i have a list of robotic companies that i might want to do a little more research on and try to see what kind of growth they're seeing and these might be some some nice investment opportunities in the future so if you guys want me to take a look at make sure to let me know in the comments but i did find this pretty interesting and detective jose was on the case for this one all right so now let's take a look at their statement of operations so it's pretty much their income statement like i mentioned earlier in this episode tesla has multiple forms of of revenue but their biggest revenue collection is automotive revenue so automotive sales was five point um was 5.1 billion dollars this quarter most of it comes from automotive sales so automotive sales was 4.9 billion dollars then they also do automotive leasing so when you lease a vehicle they also make some form of money from there that was two point that was 268 million dollars the first thing i want to show is yes there was a decrease in automotive sales but there was compared to the same time last year but there was an increase in automotive leasing the second type of revenue they collect is is from energy generation and storage so tesla is also an energy company unfortunately this is not a segment that really really grabs my attention too much especially out of that total six point um six six billion dollars of total revenue it only makes up 370 million so not uh close a little bit over five percent of total revenue comes from energy generation and storage 
Then the third type of revenue collection comes from services and others. And this is either automotive services or their, uh, their energy services as well. Again, this doesn't make up a huge portion. Like I mentioned, over 80% of total revenue comes from total automotive revenue. But I just wanted to see if there was what was increasing and what was decreasing. So like we said, we saw a decrease in automotive sales, but we did see an increase in automotive leasing. We saw a decrease, a pretty much a flat line in the energy business for them. This quarter was 370 million compared to the same time last year was 369 million. Service and others was down um, compared to the same time last year. This quarter was about 490 million compared to 600 million last year. I want to say probably the main reason is a lot of their services were closed during the course of the whole pandemic. So they weren't able to collect the, that, that form of revenue. All right, so next I wanted to take a look at their cost of revenue. So their cost of revenue is exactly what it sounds right. It's it's what it, what it costs them to collect that revenue. So like I mentioned earlier, this company collected about five, close to $5.2 billion of total automotive revenue. Out of that total automotive revenue of 5.2, it cost them close to $3.9 billion to make those sales. But that uh, total automotive revenue is down compared to the same time last year. And I found that to be pretty, pretty cool. Even though their total revenue compared to a year ago is only down 200, about 200 million, their cost of revenue is down closer to $500 million. So that to me tells me one thing that they are getting better at their cost savings. They're doing smarter things in their plans. They're doing, they're just the way things are progressing there is helping them reduce their total cost. And as things continue to get better in the plans, that costs are going to continue to go down. Next, I wanted to take a look at their balance sheet. And if you guys have, are familiar with my channel, this is probably my favorite ba um, my favorite document to take a look at because you can really see everything, everything that's happening in the company through here. So the first thing I want to take a look at is their cash and cash equivalents. So cash and cash equivalents right now is sitting at about $8.6 billion compared to a year ago where it was $5 billion. So a huge increase there. I'm happy to see that. Total, so that's close to a close to a four billion dollar increase in cash compared to a year ago. Now let's take a look at their total current assets. Total current assets last year were ten billion dollars. Right now they're fifteen billion dollars. Again, most of that coming from cash and cash equivalents. So I'm happy to see total current assets up five billion dollars. You don't only want to see an increase in total current assets. Total current assets increased by five billion dollars. Later on, we have to make sure that liabilities did not increase by that similar levels because one can you can say, hey, they increased their cash by four billion dollars. One way a company is able to increase their cash by four billion dollars is by taking out a four billion dollar loan. So it, obviously that would uh, if you see a four billion increase in total debt, then it, it doesn't make this increase that much that that good. But we're going to see that's not the case. Uh, but again, it's just something I wanted to mention. But before we go to total liabilities, let's take a look at total assets. So total assets a year ago were three, about $32 billion. Right now, they're $38 billion, so an increase of about $6 billion. $5 billion came from that total current assets, mainly from that cash and cash equivalent increase. The other $1 billion came from an increase in, uh, of $1 billion of property, plants, and equipment. Again, as they're building more plants, as they're getting more equipment, that is going to continue to go up. So their total assets increased by about, like I mentioned, six, closer to, to $6 billion. Now let's take a look at total liabilities. And let's just jump all the way to the bottom. Total liabilities last year were closer to 20, 
$25 billion. Total liabilities this quarter were $27 billion. So total liabilities only increased by about $2 billion, while total assets increased by $6 billion. So that to me is a great way to, to, to move a balance sheet, right? If I had money, I would obviously love to have $60 increase in cash and only $20 increase in debt. That to me is telling me that I'm doing, uh, I'm, I'm making smart moves. I wanted to take a look at their total long-term debt. Their total long-term debt last year were $11 billion and now it's sitting at $10 billion. So it's down a nice amount. Again, this total, this balance sheet seems pretty good to me. I'm liking that total asset increase. I'm not, and I'm liking not that huge increase in total liabilities. So I think that's it for today's episode. Uh, like I said, it was pretty uh, it was pretty heavily here at the end where we did more of number looks. But I, I hope you guys found it somewhat interesting and kind of learned something about it. Unfortunately, they do this presentation kind of wide, so I couldn't really zoom in for you guys. Um, but that's why I was just mainly mentioning numbers. Also, let me know if you guys want me to take a look at those robotic arms. I think that that is a, a pretty cool automation business to, to take a look in for, for future episodes. But again, I understand both the bullish and bearish case scenario for Tesla. And, and I do see why why I don't, for example, I, I'm neither bull nor bear of Tesla. And I'm not going to go and buy any any due to their earnings. And I do think their earnings were were great. But again, it, 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 to me, I, I might have missed the boat already, and uh, I, I I like my holdings at the moment, and my holdings right now are closer to 46 positions, uh, pretty similar to Arc Style Investment. And if you guys haven't seen that video, make sure to check out that episode on Arc, where I, they're actually test Tesla's their biggest positions in most of their ETFs. And if you guys just want to learn more about growth style investments, make sure to check out my other videos. I do have a video on my 40K portfolio and how even a position of 46, uh, a portfolio with 46 positions, I am destroying the market right now. And I'm pretty happy with the way I'm investing. Again, there's multiple ways to invest. And like I said, Tesla is one that I do feel could fit my portfolio. But for some reason, it's not something that calls out to me. Uh, for me, I do believe there might be better chances out there for me. Again, it all depends on the investor that you are. Obviously, if I do see a huge decrease price in Tesla, it would be one that I would be more eagerly to jump in. Again, some of the bearish things and bullish scenarios where I can see fights happening are between that credit that, credit that Tesla receives. And the second thing is Tesla promoting that, hey, we're doing so much better than these other automotive companies. But remember, you are in a whole different stage in business compared to the other ones. Those have already created a full market. They are the amount of vehicles out there of Mercedes, the amount of vehicles out there of Honda, Toyota, Volkswagen is uncomparable to what Tesla has in the road. So obviously you're going to see more people wanting to buy the newer item at the moment and there's a bigger demand. So I do see both the bullish and bearish case scenario in there. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you think. Make sure to leave a comment, hit the subscribe button and the thumbs up. Take care guys. Have a good night and see you next time.